Hello everybody, I'm Jason Trader, the Emperor of America, and with me as always is the fabulous Millie T. Hello everyone, still fabulous. Yes, and this is the Art of Being the Podcast. Yay! This is like, I don't know what to call it, I guess like I the, the Da Vinci Code I'm I'm excited edition. for this episode. It's not Da Vinci Code because that's false, but uh, it's like that level of like, we have just uncovered... A I wouldn't say a we. Secret. I wouldn't say a we, a and that's why I said I'm very excited for this episode because, like you all listening, I am listening and hearing this for the first time as well. My husband just calls me on the phone. He's like, "Yo, I found this. Like, I have unleashed. I have opened and uncovered. Yeah. Some of the, do you remember that movie with Tom Hanks? I'm like, what? Yeah, of course. You know, I didn't watch it." But he's saying it's this level. So as you all are listening, I will be reacting to and, and hearing <laughs> Which what you guys Which you do have a reaction page on YouTube, The Art of Being Reacts, all one yeah. word. So yeah, so I guess you're you're primed for reaction here. Yes, yeah, send your request into that channel on YouTube, okay, so The Art of Being Reacts. Yeah. I found <laughs> this mistake, or I found this uh, by mistake, I should say. Um, I wasn't looking for this. This isn't what I was looking for. Okay. What I was doing research on was I like to look at things from other people's perspectives and other people's point of views. Oh, so really? yeah, I really do. So what I was looking for is that to like as far as religious the subject of religion. Yeah, even religion, science, I think it's just important to understand both sides so that I can make an informed decision based off of having all the facts. And sometimes like if I'm saying like, "Hey, guess what? It says this." and the other side's like, "Well, that's not what my version says." I just lost all credibility because I'm speaking from something that they don't use. So I try to go to their sources, their stuff, right. and research. Well, and then I use the Bible as my truth. You know, the Bible is 100% true. Right. So then I go to that. That's where I find truth. Okay. So what I was seeking was I was trying to investigate the Catholics' claim that Peter is the first pope. That's what I was trying to find. Because that's what they claim. Right. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I, I feel like but. they've always said that just because the name Peter's just so popish. The name is so the name. <laughs> all right, is out so of all popish. the twelve, so who they is just the out of thin air, someone just said, you so know. So should we say Judas is? Sit down, sit down. <laughs> yeah, We're not right? saying Judas. Yeah, Chuck, we, we told you you're Yeshua. on the line. We're not going to bring you back to these meetings. Right, and it can't be Yeshua. They can't say Jesus was the first pope. I mean, they really why they don't know that's who he is. He's the first high priest. Right, you would think that that's you would think out of all of them. Right, let's pick the guy who has the sound doctrine. But they didn't. So anyway, they they got Peter. That's who it is. And and I kind of know why now. Well, the Catholics the Catholics say say it's uh, and I kind of know why. And I would like to say as a disclaimer for this. Uh, for those Catholic viewers that we have that are listening, I'm in no way trying to blow up your spot with what you're about to hear. I'm literally presenting facts, historic evidence, and biblical verse that led me to this truth. Uh, and it's all facts. I don't have any conjecture in here. There's no opinion. And, and if you think I'm wrong, by all means, do not hit me with venom and anger and and... Uh, shut me down, but send me other verses to change my mind. Send me other historical evidence to sort me out. Like, right. you know, I want, yeah, I want to grow. And if you think you can yeah. help me grow, help me grow. But I'm going to present, I don't think that you're going to find that because what I found, like I said, it is factual. I found these facts. 
that have led me to this conclusion. And what should also be said is that we love all of God's children. Oh, yeah. I, even people that aren't God's. Well, his right. creation, people that aren't under oh. his umbrella of salvation, uh, I still love them too. I love I atheists, love all God's you know, so right. to speak. You know, but I got no trouble with right. you. Right. So this is just coming from what, the desire to know the truth and, and to preach and to the have gospel, the, have the truth, and to, to expose to, to falsehoods, teach the good news, yes. and to yeah. and to preach the truth. Oh yes, we we un, un, unlifted and unveiling. So what I did is as I'm researching. The, the first pope, Peter being the first pope, I kept stumbling across a couple of things, which I'll get to as I go, but I kept stumbling a, 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 upon the name Simon Magnus, not Simon Peter, who is uh, the apostle, but Simon Magnus, and I kept just skipping over it. Online or yeah, yeah, in online. the Bible? Uh, um, he's, it's in the Bible, but um, uh, I was reading uh, historical documents in this okay. particular search. So um, then I kept coming across it, and I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I kept finding it, and Simon I'm like, Simon Magnus. Yeah, and I kept finding him popping up in You're Rome like, and that's stuff. That's not Peter. And, yeah, and yeah. doing stuff in Rome, and so I was like, I finally was just like, let me put this Peter stuff aside uh -huh. and do some research on Simon Magnus to find out this why he keeps showing up in Rome. And as I did it, it uncovered the truth of what I was looking for in the first place. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's The Holy Ghost really leads you if you let him. So, oh, anyway, um, so the first scripture we're going to go to in this study of um, the, the, the first pope. Simon Magnus? Uh, yeah, the first pope. Or and then, and then yeah. who Simon Magnus is. And Peter's also in this story as well, which is probably why there's some confusion on, on who's who in the zoo. But anyway... Uh, could you go ahead, Millie, and read us from Acts? Uh, we're reading from chapter 8, and then we're going to go from 9 until uh, 24. Verse 9. So chapter yeah. 8, verse 9 through 24. The book of Acts, those of you who have your Bibles or your phones <laughs> or your scrolls. Or those of you who are lazy and are just going to listen to us read. Authentic, <laughs> authentic <laughs> scrolls. Yep. All right. Hit, hit me with the king. All right. Acts chapter eight, verse eight says, and there was great joy in that city. No, I said start at oh. nine. I said start <laughs> at nine. Check. I can't. Check. Well, you highlighted eight right here. No, I didn't. Nine is clearly okay. highlighted. On nine the is true. It is. Nine is highlighted. Yes. But the way my mind works, you still have eight exposed. So let me just scroll up <laughs> one. Oh, I see. You can't fit nine. All right. All right. All right just get to... Come on. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So Acts chapter 8 verse 9 Nine. says, But there was a certain man called Simon. Separate from Simon Peter. And Okay. Which before time in that same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Mm, to whom they all have heed. They gave heed to him. So that means the Sumerians listened to him when he said he was a great one. That's what's happening. From the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And by the word God, they're using the true name of God here. So we're saying he was a man of Elohim. So the Sumerians were saying Simon is a man of the Elohim. The true they were Elohim. trying to say God with a capital G. Let's yeah, just put that's it right, that that's way. That's right. 
All right, verse 11. And to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. When they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, they were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto him, excuse me, unto them Peter and John. Right, so they're preaching God, so Peter and John are like, we better go to Samaria and find out who's preaching Elohim, because it, was it you, Peter? Nah. Was it you, John? Nah. It wasn't me. Well, who was it? Let's go check this out. Yeah, so the possibles heard that in Samaria, okay, okay. Verse 15, and, okay, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands, excuse me, did you want to say something? Sorry. No. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying of the apostles' hands. Now, this is not Simon Peter. This is the other Simon, the sorcerer. He saw Peter and John laying on of hands, and. The Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money, saying, Give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Mm. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore in, thy, in this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come unto me. All right, so what we have here is this dude from Samaria named Simon, who we know is Simon Magnus. We know it from history and and from Bible translations. That's a cool name, but how do you know? So he is. I'm reading an act and it just says Simon. It doesn't say it, Simon. We know Magnus. it from we know it from history. So anyway, uh, I just said that. So from historical documents, you can find an early church fathers, whom some of them I will quote later that use that name. Um, that's how we know who 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 it is. Right, so anyway, so what we have here is we have this dude Simon, right? Mm -hmm. And we know a couple things about this guy Simon. Again, not Simon Peter, but we know a couple things about him. We know he's a Samaritan. Yeah. So he he is the Samaritans have their own gods. We know that the people of Samaria called him a great man. Yeah. It said he did sorcery on them, so he has some kind of power. There's a whether demonic power or he's using trickery. I don't know, but he's using some form of something to trick and sorcery the people. Which is says. That's right, into believing what he says. And we know that the people didn't think of him as um, a priest of their gods. Mm. They called him great man of Elohim. Of, of And it's Elohim can be used kind of interchangeably for other gods and 
the one true God, but we can tell from the context of the sentence that they're speaking of the true Elohim, so the true God. So they thought that he was a man of God? That's right. So they thought he was a man of God. of how he presented himself? Right. And it says that they were all baptized in verse 16, right. but that the Holy Ghost hadn't fallen yet. So okay. when they go and pray for the Holy Ghost to fall, Don't say that. Peter and John, or Peter and John, they go and pray for the Holy Ghost to fall on these people. Right. And Simon sees this. Simon Magnus right. sees this, and he says, "Yo, I will pay for this." Mm -hmm. Basically. It's not even really about the power of the Holy Ghost, I don't think, because clearly this guy already has some form of power. It's it's more about lay hands on me so that I can be an apostle. Lay the lay laying on the apostles' hands of the Holy Ghost, he offered them money. So he wanted them to give him that. It says, "Give me also this power that whomsoever I lay hands on, he may receive the Holy." That's Ghost. right. So he believes that he can pay for this additional power. Mm. To do this, and, and obviously he gets, he gets rebuked. He must not know God if you think that you can pay to get... He knows enough about him, though, for the for him to have tricked the people into believing. And we know it's a trick because P, uh, Peter rebukes him later in, 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 uh, in verse 22. Peter rebukes him. So we know clearly this guy's not preaching the true Elohim. So something that people think he's of God, right. Peter doesn't. Right. So well, Peter, who who's an apostle, knows the truth, is like, yo, dude, you ain't well, you ain't think, one of us, and right. get out of my face. And I think Peter may have been looking into the, the heart of the man, really. Yeah, well, he, I, that's why he says the Peter gall most, of bitterness. There's something deep in so the dark. So you there. find the gall of bitterness in Deuteronomy as referring to um, you the, someone who provides like poison to the people. Mm. So that's really what it's referring to. And yeah. we know that yeah. Peter was in, in filled with the Holy Ghost. And what, when he says, for I perceive, in verse 23, that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bonds of iniquity, the, the next verse we understand how Simon Magnus understood it. He said, pray that none of this comes on to me. Right. So basically, Peter was, that, that's not saying how he is. That was a prophecy. Okay. Simon Peter prophesied that he would be a gall of bitterness and a bond of iniquity. And you know it's a prophecy because Simon Magnus, in the very next verse, says, I hope that this doesn't happen to me, what you just said. So that means it's not happening now. He says, pray to the Lord that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. Right. So that means it's a future thing. I mean, we've all done that before as Christians, haven't have Right. We so not? what we have here, yeah. So <laughs> what we mean, have, have you here. Have somebody come prophesy? You say, oh, Lord. Don't oh, no. Don't, don't let it be so. So that's what's happening. Simon Peter is saying this prophecy about who he's going to be. And Simon Magnus says, um... Please don't let this come on me. I don't even think he was saying that he perceived it. I'm just going to say just my little two cents. I don't think that he was saying in the future. I'm just saying this. It's I know totally it's not, future. I'm, not saying, I'm just saying I think you can he's tell, talking about it like right now. He says Simon Magnus's response to Simon mm -hmm. Peter is pray to your God, the mm -hmm. true Elohim. They use the true name of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. That none of these things which have spoken come upon me. Right. So that means it hasn't already happened. I pray that they don't mm -hmm. come upon me. Okay, yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, maybe they... But it don't happen. But I mean, like, it, it was in the moment of this is, though. Perceive that thou art in the gall or bitterness and in right. the bottle. Like, you but already got again, the, the you have on. to look at the context, and the context is how Simon Magnus understood it. He understood right. it no, as I, something to come right. upon I did, him. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that with you. I'm just saying, I, I, as someone who, 
has you've never been in a situation of prophecy before a situation well, and, where and, someone said and all right i'll have, give you this i'll give like, you this it's, it's upon hold, you hold now on. on your doorstep hold on i'll now. give you this unless you change your mind right now it's upon your doorstep and i, I really i'll give you like, this one thing you know is that prophecy oftentimes people confuse it with only future tense prophecy is all often present tense yeah most prophecy what, in the bible is present present tense okay i got you i got that's you we, we, said, we got there in he the said, end. i perceive you are in the gall of it he said i yeah. see something is not right with right your he's spirit. seeing into the soul and he's and he's yeah. also is speaking into the future and, and all right also, i got you yeah and also so it's uh you know I, I'm, okay go ahead i'm gonna let you finish all right so I just th- at this point um simon magnus drops out of the word of god we don't see him in the bible anymore this uh, is our first and only time we see him at all. Yep, in the just, Bible. Just uh, this this witch. Basically, he's a witch, or some people call it a war warlock. Which reminds me, he says you you know you are. I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness. You know, a lot of say bitter. A lot of people say bitterness is you know start spawning witchcraft really because you, know, yeah. you feel well, some type of way and then you start bewitching people so that's what you know he's saying I so think, you know where anyway. we find simon magnus from here on out is in the history books he's hmm. written on by early uh, church fathers like such a uh, justin martyr i have a quote from him later um who's an early church father and then we have other historians uh that speak of him later so what we know at this moment Basically, Simon Magnus has just been... The people he had bewitched just received the Holy Ghost because Peter and John prayed for them and they Mm -hmm. received the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So now these people are no longer bewitched by this man. So what we find him doing, there's tales of him burning up all his things, breaking his wand, throwing it in the river, and he heads to Rome. Simon Magnus goes to Rome. We find Simon Magnus in Rome... uh, Working with the Senate, and we know, and I'll, uh, we know that he was working with the Senate, and um, and re-establishing, uh, trying to re-establish his sorcery and his priesthood. Hmm. So what wow. we have uh, in the in the dictionary of uh, religion and ethics, it it has a mention of who Simon Magnus is, and it it says he is a false messiah, and his goal was to set up a rival universal religion okay that is what they in the book of religion and ethics describe simon magnus so he's in rome for the purpose of being a false messiah and setting up a rival universal religion a rival to any religion out there uh rival to to the most high because you got to you got to remember this guy was preaching yahweh to the people because they thought he was a mighty man of Elohim. I mean, so he, he's, had to, he's, he had to have been following the right. Torah. He had to at least look the I don't. Like he, he was did. not. He was not following the Torah. He was following like Sumerian him. rules, but he was preaching Yahweh. But they never... And, and you find them in Deuteronomy. Uh, it talks about Sumerians and, it, mm-hmm. and, and in Kings. Uh, and I didn't write those verses down. Sorry. Okay. You guys can go do your home research. But anyway, it talks about the Sumerians basically saying like they were taught Yahweh, but they never converted to him. So we have um, Simon Magnus is the same. He, he, he's of the people that knew who Yahweh was, but didn't really convert. So we have Simon Magnus now in Rome. Now, Simon Magnus, wow. when he went to Rome, here's how you know he was successful. There was, uh, and Justin Martyr spoke, uh, spoke against this man to try to get this torn down, but there was a statue erected 
of Simon Magnus on a bridge. Now, if you know anything about Roman history, the only way you can legally get a statue up of somebody is if they are not human, they are a Ooh. god. And it has to be universally voted on by the Senate. So that means the Senate agreed that this man was a god and put his statue up. And Justin Martyr spoke against that. Wow. Uh, we also have in some... In what year? Who's Justin Martyr? Justin Martyr is one of the early church fathers, the dudes who appear at like 90 AD and stuff, like mm -hmm. right after Christ is dead. And yeah. Justin Martyr's like the first generation of people after the apostles passed. Yeah. So like John, Peter, kind of old, and, and Justin Martyr's like yeah. on the scene. He's like one of the early... Church and his fathers. Name's Justin. Yeah, and and he uh, martyr because he was a martyr. He was martyred his for his belief. His name is Justin. <laughs> you expected something grander. I mean, I mean, your name's Jason, and uh, it it's a common name, and it's also in the Bible. It's interesting. Uh, so, anyway, so we have Justin Martyr in in Rome establishing his uh, his religion, speaking to Yahweh. Now let's speak. And uh, I'm going to go a little bit into um, who the Samaritans worshipped and who their gods were. So when you know who Simon Magnus is, he's preaching Yahweh, but he's mixing in paganism, sorcery, right? Mixing in Samarian sorcery. So let's go to the Samarian roots of his gods so that we know what his ideas were and where he was coming from. Okay. So the first one we have is Sakoth Benoth which is basically like uh, Venus, I guess, is the equivalent. And literally what it means is Tabernacle of Daughters. So this is just a bunch of women who hang out in the temple. Uh, oftentimes in Venus's case, it was prostitution. Uh, and in Samaria, you just have large groups of women that they're, they're just there to serve as the temple. That's that's the first god. that they, That's what they do to this, this god. The next one, we have uh, Nergal the Kuthite, and, and he is known as the hunter god or the chaser of men. Now, if you know and look into your Bible roots, the hunter god, the man who hunted other men, is Nimrod. You find him in the book of Genesis being listed. So this is a perversion of Nimrod that, mm -hmm. that uh, permeated through history and landed itself in Samaria. Mm -hmm. And they worshipped him as a god. Mm -hmm. The next god that they have is Ashma, which is a uh, stealing of Osiris, the mm -hmm. Egyptian god. His characteristic is the Redeemer. So we have a Tabernacle of Daughters. We have Nimrod. We have a Redeemer. Then there's Nibhaz, which is, he's the god of Hades. and But it's it's not a he, it's a she, because it's she's the mother of God. That's who, that's who this god is. So we have a Tabernacle of Women. We have Nimrod. We have a Redeemer. We have a mother of God. Then we have uh, Admra Melech, which is the god of fire. Then we have An, uh, Anma Melek, which is the god of the flock, or Hermes in Greek, same, same kind of guy. And he's known as the good shepherd. So again, we have a redeemer, we have a good shepherd, we have a tabernacle of women, and, and it's all related to Nimrod, uh, the pagan god. So these are the gods that uh, Simon Magnus was reared in and he took those principles mm -hmm. and dropped them on top of the preaching of Yahweh because it, it was popular. This is this is banging. These people are growing. They're taking off. 
I want a chunk of I'm this, to see but he's gonna so he's gonna saying, overlay his gods right. over the top of it. So you're saying this is what he used to bewitch the people. That's right. He used these principles to bewitch the people. This man, and because of the statue erected for him, was successful in bringing these gods mixed with Yahweh to the Roman people, and they accepted it. What was the first church that was accepted in Rome? Well, you start seeing the Roman Catholic Church. So at first you have Paul converting a bunch of people to Christianity. A hundred years later, start seeing people call Catholics, right? Okay. Now, what was Simon Magnus's point? What did we say Justin Martyr, or it's not sorry, Justin Martyr, the, the Religion and Ethics Dictionary, they described him as starting the what? Remember? The yeah. Universal Church, right? Si uh, Simon? Yeah, Simon yeah. Magnus. He was starting the, do you know what universal is? Do you know what the word for universal is? No. Catholic. Interesting. So, do any of these gods or any of these principles remind you of anything Catholic? Tabernacle of Daughters. Maybe. That's the only thing I think about. Tabernacle of Daughters, like maybe a large group of nuns, females, that are set to keep the... Oh, yes, they do have nuns. Can you think of anything Catholic that might be around a Redeemer, right? Obviously, because they talk about the Christ, right? Jesus, right. The Redeemer. Can do they have uh, in theirs? Do they have a, a a Nibhaz? Do they have a Mother of God? Oh, Mary. They sure do. And do they pray to her just like mm, they sure do? They do we have a Good Shepherd, an Anhem Melech? We sure do in the Messiah, right? We have yeah. a Good Shepherd. So we have Catholic principles that are linked to Sumerian gods, the Mother of God is a Sumerian god, a Sumerian concept right. that Simon Magnus brought to Rome and told everybody, I am the key to the Messiah. Because he called it called him a false Messiah. I am the false, I'm the Messiah. So I'm basically making himself equal to, to the Christ, equal to Yeshua, and making himself equal to Peter because he wanted that, couldn't get it. He went somewhere else to do it. Now, later in church history, and this is very debated, some people say Peter never went to Rome, and there's a lot of evidence to say that he never did. Some say that Peter did go to Rome. The Catholics would say that he did. But if you do believe right. Peter went to Rome, then you believe that he went there to stop Simon Magnus, according to history. Mm -hmm. He went there to shut that guy down. Oh. So we have Peter rebuking this man because he's bringing these Sumerian principles to the word of God. What scripture do you have where Peter went there? It's not in the Bible. I told you. It's all we're all in history from this point out. But I like the Bible. I do too, but it's not in there. It's just not in there. So Justin Martyr, he wrote and said he referred to Simon as a magician, a formidable magician. He said wow. he was a he said he was a formidable opponent. Like mm -hmm. I can't shut this guy down. Like mm -hmm. he he's he's tough. And he, Justin Martyr also states, and we find all this in a letter Justin Martyr writes mm -hmm. to the people to try to shut it down. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can read, the, you can find his letter. Anyway, it said that they gave him a status of honor. So Simon Magnus had a status of honor, and he was honored as a god. So this is coming from Simon Martyr, or not Simon, Justin, Justin Martyr, mm -hmm. and we find the truth of that in the statue that was erected on behalf of him. Mm -hmm. So this man was successful in setting up a Sumerian-based religion yeah. that related to Yahweh in Rome. Okay. So this man is setting up 
The universal religion. A universal church. Yeah. Universal means Catholic. Okay. And use his Sumerian principles, but put but said that these principles are not false gods. They lead to the Most High. Uh, that sounds like Catholicism. It sounds exactly like Catholicism. To have gods and stuff that will well, lead you to the Mother God. of God, the Redeemer, and 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 this is this is why. I get so frustrated sometimes because of the reason a lot of people will say that Christianity, Yeshua, uh, and Noah, and all these other principles, they say, oh, you just stole those from the Sumerians. I, you just me upset too. A lot of people but say you know why that. they say that? Because the Catholic Church is riddled with it. If these people were practicing Torah, no Who one would. These if, if church people that were going to church mm-hmm. were practicing Torah, no one would confuse their belief with Sumerian beliefs because they wouldn't do things that Sumerians do. But the Sumerians have a mother god. The Sumerians have a good shepherd. The Sumerians have a redeemer. The Sumerians have tabernacle of daughters that care in the temple for the things of God. Oh, right? So oh, the reason... Go ahead, sorry. So the reason people can say that our religion relates to these other things is because if they look at the Catholic Church, they find these principles throughout true. They the doctrine. It's not so much in Torah. Well, I mean, I've heard a lot of people, uh, different people say our religion also has like a, a a virgin who gave birth to, you know. That's not true, though. You That's know, false. A lot of people say that. But anyway, yes, that is all interesting. But yeah, so now, if they, again, they say, uh, the Catholics say that um, when Yeshua tells Peter, on this rock I will build my church and I will give you the keys of heaven and whatever's loose in heaven shall be loose, whatever's bound in heaven shall be bound, mm-hmm. right? They, they say this. Uh, the Catholics say that that's proof that Peter was given the keys to heaven. The keys. I have the keys to heaven. And therefore he becomes the first pope. All things are built off of him. Now, let's find... All things Catholic, you mean. That's right. Now, I'm going to tell you about somebody else that's going to bring me back to this point in a minute. Okay? So, there's this god. Mm -hmm. His name is Janus. Mm -hmm. Or Janus. Or however you say. Mm -hmm. J-A-N-U-S. Janus, I think. Because they don't say J. That's an English thing. I think it's I in 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 the Greek. But anyway, Janus. So they say Giannis. Giannis is the god of beginnings, the god of time, the god of transition, the god of doorways, mm-hmm. passageways, gates. Mm-hmm. So he, they believe, is opening all things. The month January is named after Janus. That's where we get it. Okay. The day, the first day that they celebrate Janus is January 1st. Mm-hmm. They kind of go about business as normal because it's winter solstice ends. January 1st begins, so we leave winter solstice, right. we leave Saturnalia, right. and we enter Janus, and we celebrate home, him on that day because he he's a two-faced god. He can see in the past and the future, so he has two faces. That's scary. And um, they celebrate him on January 1st because it brings the future of that year. And on the January 9th, they would sacrifice goats and stuff to Janus, where we get January. Now, because Janus... When you find him in history, during times of war and all these different things, they had a Janus gate to Rome. They would open so that the God would bless them. And this man held the key to your future and to your success. Mm -hmm. Well, the Catholics say that Peter is the one that holds the keys to the gates of heaven. 
-hmm. That's what they say. But what we're finding is that Jonas is the one that in Rome's mind Mm -hmm. and in the mind of the time of the people during Simon Magnus, during Simon Peter's life, they turn to Jonas for keys to heaven. So Simon Magnus simply grabs this principle. Mm -hmm. Now, the most common name for Jonas is Jonas Pater, P-A-T-E-R, Jonas Pater. Just like Peter, right? So we're look, it yeah, looks but, just like Peter. Yeah, Right, but what it means is father. Okay. And it means father in the sense of priest or holy one or right. one above us. So uh-huh. by Jonas Potter, they're saying father God. Okay. Father God. So father God, Potter, Peter, holds the keys mm-hmm. to heaven, which is who the Catholics say Simon Peter holds the keys to heaven, but we're finding... Nowhere in scripture does it say Peter holds the keys to heaven. <laughs> Yeshua tells him, I will give you the keys, whatever you lose shall be loose. These aren't physical keys to the gates of heaven. It was basically Yeshua giving him power to cast out demons I and bind like things. For everybody it is for everybody too. Right. And 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 that comes in later, but we're not talking about that. But anyway, Janus uh has a Sumerian counterpart called Ishmud. So Ishmud, when he gets here. Simon Magnus to Rome and finds that Jonas Ishmud are the same person, these same principles. Simon Magnus simply merged them together mm-hmm. to create his universal religion, saying that Father God, mm-hmm. Peter, Petter, wow. Pater holds the keys to heaven. Mm. It's very uh, understandable to think that Simon might have even been called Simon Patter. Not Simon Peter, to be confused with the apostle, but mm-hmm. Father Simon, a Messiah Simon. This is this is very... So you see where now the Catholics either were confused, tricked, mm-hmm. sorcerized into believing that Simon Peter was a church, but truly it was Simon Magnus through Giannis Peter wow. who started the church, right? My mind so, is blown. I see what you mean when you say Da Vinci Code. Like Yes! You're saying Catholicism Look, man, is not, I'm telling you. You're saying Catholicism is not... Catholicism, you're saying it is... Sumerian pagan god worship. Well, well, here's the deal. Can I just say something? Sure. I mean, I thought we knew that. (laughs) We know that. But it's nice to know the roots of it, the possible roots of it. Do you know where you find... uh, Do you know how we know Giannis is still around? Do you know where his statue is today? I found it there because I went to look for a picture of Giannis. I said, let me see this two-faced god. Guess where the picture is. Guess where the statue is. Where? The Vatican? Yep. His statue is inside the Vatican. So, Giannis P. Pater? Mm-hmm. The two-faced God is displayed inside the Vatican to this day. And the Vatican, by the way, is supposed to be a church. A holy well, it's the Holy See, they call it. For, for Jesus. But we're seeing a whole bunch of gods in this holy place. Now, Jason and I have actually been... To Rome. Well, do you know how they got the statue of, of... And I tell you what, uh, you know, God said not to have a whole bunch of graven images. Don't do a whole bunch of... It's everywhere. You remember and when we were at... Not just that. And we were in that one room 
with oof with Mary. Oh, the, yeah. Ooh, Mary was talking about Mother God. Mother God. Mother of God. I think we hit that Mother of God room. It was ungodly in that room. Yeah, Mary was we lifted higher to, than Yeshua. We had to leave the room. We were we, so we uncomfortable. Were, yeah, we were very uncomfortable. Yeah. Her. Just the spirit of wickedness and evil. And you know St. Peter's was uh, in that room. St. Peter's Basilica, right? We yeah. went there. Yeah. You know all those statues that are up there that are oh, like yeah. of Peter and the saints? Yeah. you know where they got those statues? They took the statue of Zeus, they took the statue of Saturn, and they put crosses in their hands and <laughs> stuck them up and called them Peter and called them John and called them Paul. Oh, wake up, Catholic Church. And and they found it there. And, uh, funny historical sidebar, uh, the way they got the money for to build the Vatican, mm-hmm. one of the popes said, if you give us money, I'll forgive your sins. Ooh. And they gave tons of money to the church, what? and they used that to that's build it. That's not how that works yeah. at all. But anyway, that's just a sidebar. And again, that's a side hustle. That's what that. I'm means. not trying to blow up your spot, Catholics. I'm, we're, we're more this, exposing the enemy. This has nothing to do with yeah, the children. I have friends that, that are Catholics. Catholic, I'm not talking you, uh, uh, brothers and sisters These, who come in who want to hear from the Lord. We're not talking about none of y'all. We're talking about. Well, are you going to say it? <laughs> Hasatan. What is Hasatan? Satan. That's his real name. Whatever. We're talking about that uh, ungodliness. We're, what well, I'm the trying, one that wants to go against God in this Yeah, in this what I'm trying to do... ...is the foundation of it. What I'm trying to do here, for those listening, is I'm trying to... These are actual historical facts. Like, you can Google and look this stuff up for yourself. Now, it took me a long time because I had a lot of books to read. Well, give them I'm sure, to Google. I'm sure you Write find... Write this down. Just look up Simon Magnus, first pope. I'm telling you. Like, it's out there. People, okay. This It's like it's like been known. Right. And and here, here's, here's like the icing on the cake for me, right? So, that Vaticanus Mons, which is the Vatican Hill... Right, which which they call Vatican City today, mm-hmm. is built on an old swampland. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people will say that that the Vatican means um, like den of serpents, and that's not that's not real. Can yeah, because yeah, they they go to the word can and say that that means serpent or dog, depending on your translation. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they called it. They called it Vaticanus, A N U S, like anus, oh. anus, Vaticanus, mm-hmm. and and that just means like place or hill. Like okay. R- Romanus, they used to say all the time. It just right. means like the place in Rome, right? right? right. Uh, and so anyway, so don't get don't get caught up in in that falseness because mm. uh, mm. I almost did. It almost tricked me, but then I found that that's not really true. But what I did find, and I'll and I'll to, to put this on the icing on the cake, the Vatican Hill or Vaticanus Mons, as they would call it, encompasses a couple hills. Mm. It encompasses an mm. old swamp land. Mm. It couples Mount Moreno, and it it also encompasses the hill of. Uh, Janicalum, J-A-N-I-C-U-L-U-M, Janicalum. Does Janicalum look like any name that we've talked about here today? Oh, the Janus. It's Janus Hill. Vatican is built on Janus Hill. It's built on the place where this God who holds the keys to heaven sits. And they call it, what they call it is St. Peter's Basilica, Mm -hmm. and Peter holds the keys. So basically... St. Peter wow. is not the one who holds the keys. Janus holds the keys. The Vatican and St. Peter's Basilica is built on his holy hill. And most people, although we truly don't know where Simon Magnus was buried, most people believe that when he was died, he was buried on Vatican Hill. He was buried on Janus Hill. Interesting. So we have this Wait, man... Why, why would... We lose his death to history. There's no real 
evidence of what happened to Simon Magnus after he, after he set out to start the Universal Church. But we do know, because the Senate built a statue of him, mm-hmm. that he was looked at as a god, or, yeah. or it would have been illegal yeah. to build it. Yeah. We do know that he had a mother, god, a mother of God. Mm-hmm. We do know that it related to Nimrod worship, which is rejected. Mm-hmm. We do know that there was a daughter of tabernacles, mm-hmm. right? We do know that it pointed to a redeemer and a good shepherd. These are all the gods. Mm-hmm. And we do know that Yanis, or Ismud, is a Sumerian person who holds the keys to gates, doors, and heaven and time. Which, So what we have here is the Catholic Church is a Sumerian principle. Yeah. And how we know Simon Magnus is wrong, because let's just say that Simon Magnus was right, he figured it out, he washed all that stuff away, and the Catholic Church took their tabernacle of women and all these things that they have let's say they took it from the bible and and simon magnus was converted let's right then why is peter rejecting him why is justin martyr one of the early church fathers who died to spread the gospel of yeshua why is he saying i gotta stand against this guy why is justin martyr referring to him as a formidable magician right and there's a lot of myths you have myths of simon magnus floating over a crowd and and peter commanding him in the name of of yeshua to, to cease the magic power and, and, and Justin Martyr, jeez, uh, why do I keep mixing it up? And Simon Magnus falling down and breaking his legs. All these are like fabricated stories that we're not really sure are true, but they're out there. So what we have, even if they're not true, even if these stories aren't true, right? What we have is at least the people at the time that were writing about it were looking at Simon Magnus as a man with power because they're telling tales of him floating and stuff. So whether it's true or not doesn't matter. The people thought it was true. The people thought that this man had great power. Mm-hmm. And we have Simon Peter rejecting him. We have Justin Martyr rejecting him. And, you know, old John was standing right next to him when it was all happening. And he didn't. He sure didn't stand up and say that you're doing the I wrong thing. I don't think that if so much of the people, you know, thought he had great power. He, 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 well, that's why they wrote the tales did, of him. Right. right. It, it definitely says he that. Says he did. And said he, he used sorcery. Um he did, you know, let's see, give himself out like he was some great guy or whatever, but um Yeah, they said a man of great power of Elohim. And But I'm saying they heated to him. it says because that of a long time he had bewitched them with his sorcery. That's right. And if you go up so, to, he so did verse ten bewitch them. He they were right. under his in verse, spell. Right. In verse ten it says he they gave heed to him, meaning they listened to him. Yeah. And then verse he eleven says they listened to him because of bewitching. Right. Him. So he it's not that he was a powerful man, he was he was a witch. He, he was, was a demonic man. man. Yeah. And he was a demonic man who after Peter called him out and all his Sumerian friends get saved, mm-hmm. headed to Rome with the same Sumerian principles, preaching Elohim, preaching a redeemer, preaching a good shepherd, but through Sumerian eyes. And I'm it was clearly to, wrong because Simon Peter since you're trying to, called him out on since it. Since you're linking Simon Magnus to this Simon here in Acts chapter 8, I'm trying to see what Peter said to him thy money perish with thee because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money Mm -hmm. so basically saying forget you you know you can't buy your way into this like yeah you're out okay Um, it has no lot more in this matter it's not important for thy heart is not right in the sight of God 
So his heart is obviously wrong. So his heart is wrong, but what did he preach? Repent. He preached Elohim. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was wrong. So he was preaching Elohim in the wrong way. Oh, I believe that's what that. we can infer from this, right? Yeah, I know that it says that. If perhaps the thought of thine heart, maybe for you, okay. I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness. So uh, which, poison in the stomach, which does bring on witchcraft. I, I think it's poison in the stomach is what he, it refers to. I feel to. like when he's saying, God, but I don't feel like it's physical. I feel like it's oh spiritual. yeah yeah I don't know yeah it's spiritual. The bitterness is something that makes you act like this. That's what he's saying. There's something deep down in you, dark and bad, that makes you act like this. I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness. He's saying, I think something is deep and dark and disturbed within you, and in and you're in wickedness. And in the bond of he iniquity. Says, That's verse 23. He basically said, I see you. And, um, and then he said, Simon says, well, you know, I think that's very interesting that he says, pray that doesn't come upon me because it says that he didn't want that to come upon him. Right. Otherwise, why would he say it? He didn't want it to come upon him. I don't he think said, he wanted it to come upon him. Well, he says, pray ye the Lord for me that none of these things which I have spoken come upon me. Yeah. So he's basically like, yo, don't, don't curse me. Like, well, I'm just trying to link Simon Magnus to this story in Acts. I don't... Again... Hold on. I don't you, see... I'm just reacting to this. I know, but again, I'm telling you, I've, I've said it, we find the answer in historical documents through Justin Martyr, uh, through other uh, Roman um, Senate and their, their voting records and, and their building records. Well, we I find history of them. What in there makes you feel like this is the same mm-hmm. Simon in... Because Justin Martyr refers to him as the same guy. Justin Martyr's the link here. Look up Justin Martyr's letter to uh, Simon Magnus. I really wish that Peter calling this man out had some type of prophecy of towards him starting this Catholic church. I guess that would be the bitterness, like the witchery. You got, you got wickedness and witchery in you. You yeah, know. and Simon Magnus to just be referred, it just means Simon the Magician. Well, it didn't say that he had witchery in him, but... It, it said sorcery. No, so. no, no, that's the same thing. Witchery and sorcery is the same thing. I'm just saying, um, Peter said, I, we know that he had witchery and sorcery in him. I'm just saying what Peter said to him, and he said that something ain't right in you, that you got bitterness, you know, and it's evil. And you're you're doing evil things from that that deep seed of bitterness in you. So we have so one of the documents here is uh, the Great Declaration, and this is the Declaration of. Um, so we have the Declaration of Simon Magnus. We have his writings. Like so, the uh, we find also Simon Magnus in the Apostolic uh, Constitution which is another uh, document written by um, early Christian, uh, and it's an early Christian literature. And they, But they refer to him as Simon the Magician or Simon the Sorcerer, and that's all Simon now, Magnus means. It just means sorcerer. That's one. Boom. That's that's clue number one, okay, that he could be the same Simon in Acts chapter 8, verses 9. Now, But I'm, you have that, like, it's hard to find here because you have to, like, find these documents and read them. Like, so when I just referenced the Apostolic Constitution... Great. 
but unless you read the document, you can't find his name. And I had to read those things to get it. Well, I've been trying to say something. Can I say something? I do feel like the man Simon Magnus could possibly definitely be, from, from your research that you show, yeah. could definitely be the man that started the Catholic Church, which is some huge red flags for the Catholic people. You should definitely see this as another sign from the Holy Ghost to get out of there and follow Torah. That's the first, was it five books of the Bible? I, I, I do believe that it, they are linked. I'm just saying, I don't know if this is the same guy from Acts, but I, I it would be very interesting if it was. That's the only thing. Like if he was in our Bible, Simon Magnus, like this guy who started the Catholic Church was in the Hebrew Bible, I think that would be interesting. Indeed. But, uh, and it's not a big deal. I just, that's just All right, so my reaction. It's like, hmm, you say this is Simon Magnus. Right, so Justin Martyr refers to, to him. It's in the Dictionary of Christian uh, Biography. Uh, there's a letter from Justin Martyr, that, or they speak of the letter uh, that Justin Martyr wrote referring mm -hmm. to, to this guy. We also find uh, evidence of it in um, the Lives of the Apostles, which is another uh, ancient writing. Um, you can look up the Christian centuries, the drama of the lost disciples, uh, and all these things have points to uh, Simon Magnus uh, and give us various references to him. Where in the readings is it the same? Thing? Yeah, he just shows up in those documents and as doing what he did in Samaria in Acts, he shows up in the documents I just mentioned doing those same things, but in Rome, like in history. And, and right, and trying to start a universal church and mm -hmm. trying to start, and all those documents that I just mentioned. I mean, you can find a lot of stuff in there. Well, that, uh, that would be interesting. Look if, at the, if, the church in Rome in the first century is another book that, that references it. Um, so there's wow. a lot of different books that just reference... Simon Magnus, which, wow. like I said, it just it all that all Simon Magnus means is Simon Simon the magician or Simon the sorcerer. So mm -hmm. a Magnus was a sorcerer in the mm -hmm. Samaritan religion. So that's the only reason we call him Simon Magnus is because in the Book of Acts he appears as Simon the sorcerer. And, and you're saying in the Book of Acts, chapter eight, is it yeah. that yeah. Simon, excuse me, that Peter rebuked pretty much the person who started the Catholic religion yes is that what you're saying yes that in our bible someone already said dude you're walking down a dangerous path here that's right and 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 the guy basically ignores them goes to rome and starts catholicism right. yes and, and again that's huge mr trader it's huge that's why i told you it's that's huge crazy. that's what i was trying to tell you i mean you can you can read these uh, so you're saying the stuff that everyone's always known about simon magnus in 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 history that anybody could have found all the time the same person was in acts yes in our hebrew bible yes and wow. and again we lose him in the bible from there he picks up in history but you can find it. I mean, just look up Simon Magnus and look it up from early church fathers. Look it up from Does other scholars. Does it link up from the, the time? Exactly. Period? Yes. Yes. We have. We know when. We know when Simon Magnus arrived in Rome wow. because there's a historian that says 
I, I think it was under during the reign of Claudius or something. It says Simon Magnus showed up during the reign of Claudius and performed great works. Like that's that's what he says. So we find in history that this man um, appears uh, in Rome teaching of a mother god, teaching of a redeemer, teaching of a good shepherd, but all and teaching that he hold he because they call it, Simon uh, Justin Martyr calls Simon Magnus a uh, false messiah, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, we see that he set himself up to be Jonas, the keeper of the keys to the gate to the kingdom of heaven, wow. and had yeah. a statue erected on his right. behalf. He built the Vatican City on top of Jonas Hill. Wow. Yeah, it's not good. No way you slice Catholicism sometimes. It just, it just, just it's bad. It's and bad. Like, any time, is there, where's the good slice? There's, I mean, there's good in, in certain Well, the good slice is they just... read the same Bible as us, even though they have their own translation. Okay. It's it's relatively accurate. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, and I believe, and I've had Catholic friends, and I still yeah, do. I'd like to know. And they, I believe that they're saved, and they believe in, in Christ, oh, and they yeah. know who their Redeemer yeah. is. So what I'm speaking of is not your belief in God. So if you're a Catholic and you just got your mind blown by this whole thing, right? And you're like, what should I do? I'm throwing out my Bible. God's fake. It's all fake. It's all Sumerian. I'm out. Wrong. We know even Simon Magnus recognized Elohim as the great most high. Mm -hmm. He just wanted to do it his own way where mm -hmm. he was equal to the Messiah, mm -hmm. where he was equal to Peter. He wanted to do it his own way and he wanted power. I think that And he wanted a universal church. Yeah. And and we so we see that that even he recognized it. So you don't have to throw yeah. out your Bible. Yeah. You don't have to stop believing. What I'm saying is the organization of Catholicism, mm -hmm. if you're Catholic, you need to look into it because the history is there. The These things I just told you are map. not opinions. They are fact, 100% mm. fact. You can find them for yourself in history books. This man did these things, and from that we find many, many roots to the Catholic Church. It mirrors their beliefs it mirrors the timeline. It all lines up perfectly. And if you are Catholic, you need to, you need to think twice. You don't throw out your Bible. Christ is still the king. Step one. Elohim is still on high on his throne. Your Bible is still accurate. What I'm specifically speaking against, because the Catholics would say that me and you are heretics because we believe that we're saved through Christ. They believe you have to be saved through Christ and then baptize into the church, submit yourself to the church, and then you're saved. That... Submit myself to the church. That's right. So what we know that, mm. I'm speaking against the organization mm. of Roman Catholicism yes. and the traditions that they preach. Now, there's somebody else who often spoke against traditions. Can you think of anybody in the Bible who constantly was dogging on people for adding traditions to the Bible? Uh, Paul and Yeshua. Paul and Yeshua was mm -hmm. always calling out Pharisees, Jews, mm -hmm. all these other religions and saying, stop adding your rules to the Torah. Stop adding your rules to the uh, Bible and uh, follow the true and living God. That's what we find. So even those people spoke against traditions, yet we have a whole Catholic Roman Catholic system built on traditions of Sumerian gods and Sumerian principles built by a sorcerer who was rebuked by the man that they claim was the first pope. So who was the first pope? Not St. Peter. Simon the Magician is the first pope of the Roman Catholic system. That's a problem. 
That's but right. it explains a lot. It explains probably everything. Yeah. This I that that makes me feel like the whole entire church is under witchcraft. Is under one giant spell. You you know that's what it makes me think. In the Bible, it says we fight not against flesh and blood, but rulers and targets, principalities, rulers and high places, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So Simon Magnus is not the enemy in this story. Right. There is a it's ruler right. in a high place behind him who was given him ideas, granting him, uh, because we know that demons can grant wisdom. Here's we see it. this in the Antichrist when Satan grants the Antichrist extreme wisdom. And it says he's really smart from the demonic power. So we have here Simon Magnus. He probably was very I wise. I think his heart was in the right place. I feel that his heart was in the right place because of the simple fact that he said, well, pray that does not come. What you have spoken has come upon me. Like, dude, I don't want to lose. That just means he doesn't want to lose. No, it means, well, yeah, a little bit of that. It just means he doesn't want to lose. We know his heart's not in the right place because he tries to offer money, and Peter's like, yo, you can't do it. Like, get out of here. Peter tells us his heart's not in the right place. He's saying, man, don't let that be for me. Don't let me have that happen in my life. Because he doesn't want to be unsuccessful. He wants to be successful. He doesn't want these guys to go preaching the true gospel. He wants himself to be in power. I'm not finished i feel like the gall of bitterness that peter was talking about in verse 23 is that what is it called a narcissism or something like that perhaps he wanted to because there's a because he said bitterness i'm just noticing i feel like his heart was in the right place or something like that as far as he says pray that pray ye to the lord for me that none of these things which you have spoken come on upon me. So you feel like either he was just didn't want the consequences of all That's of right. that to happen. That's right. Um, not that he actually wanted to change. Right. And we know and he doesn't want to change. We've been there yeah. before. And we know he doesn't want to change because if he wanted to change, uh, then why is Justin Martyr like 10 years later... 20 years later writing letters about the same guy saying he's still doing sorcery he's still tricking people he's still out here starting a universal church where he is uh the the head where he holds the keys um you know so we find that he didn't get converted from this moment in history we find him later on all you know hit a point where the lord most high will give you a sign or a signal to say hey you're going the wrong way that was his chance if he and, ever had and one. And Simon, excuse me, and Peter saying to him, dude, something ain't right in you. You know, you're going the wrong way. This ain't it. But imagine my... No. Imagine... And, and he could have he could have said, you know what, you're right. It's kind of like people like, pray about it. Just pray for me. Like, I'm still going to do what I do bad and wrong. You pray about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I don't know. Yeah. It just reminds me of that. It's real. This is some real, honest Bible, you know, if you if you had a Christian walk. But I guess the topic is not about real Christian walk and just... No, the, the, the yeah. point is, and again, imagine my amazement and my, like, mind is being blown because I'm researching, hey, let me find some historical evidence that Peter was the first pope. Right? I can't find it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let me go to history. Mm-hmm. Why is this guy Simon Magnus keep showing up in all these things? Who is this guy? And then I turn turns out in my quest to find the first pope, I found him through this guy, mm-hmm. Simon the magician, 
That's where I find him. I wasn't looking for that guy. I was looking for Peter in Rome, and I could find in this other guy in Rome. Wow. This other guy calling himself Pater, Father, oh. Father God, yeah. the Father of the Church. Yeah. You know what Pope means? No. It means Father. Oh, I think I knew that. But yeah, so basically, I'm understanding. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Simon Magnus is the father of Catholicism. Catholicism. Roman Catholicism. Um, a magic, magician, is is the foundation of Catholicism. And it's clear when you read in Acts that this man had the power to put a whole group of people underneath his Yeah, you find out at the beginning, verses 9, it 10, says, 11 and stuff. For a long time he bewitched them with sorceries. You know, I don't know much about witchcraft. I'm going off of, like, what, the craft, the movie. <laughs> Harry you know. Potter. Yeah, I don't know what source. I, I don't know what, I, I guess he, I know what witching is in, in you know, I do know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes just a, a charm, just a natural, I don't mean physical, just a natural charm and that comes from sometimes that bitterness that demon that'll just speak up out of your mouth and end up casting over some people you 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 put them under a spell by the way you you speak and put yourself out there so i get that he was charming them and then it says with sorcery so he might have been a a little warlock actually casting actual spells i I think there's definitely some demonic sorcery he didn't it didn't say that that they be he just bewitched and them. what i what i would it point out with sorcery yeah and I, what i would point out is it doesn't say he he tricked them or he fooled them right it says he bewitched them sorcery, with sorcery yeah so i think there's some real demonic this guy he had was, the he was a good speaker he was good at bringing people to his cause and he was definitely rallied behind some 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 demonic power and when you look at the the vatican symbol is a gate with keys Jonas, his symbol was a open. It's a gate. Shut your mouth. It's a gate. Yeah, like I told you, during times of war, they would open the Jonas gate to bring them prosperity for war. And before they began, no matter what god it was, Mm -hmm. before they began the prayer, they gave blessing to Jonas. When they ended it, they gave blessing to Jonas because he's the first and the last. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that's why people will say, "Oh, well, they have a first and last god, just like you have a first. Your god says he's the first and last. That's just Jonas. That's a principle." But it's because they're looking at a Christian system built off of pagan roots. Yeah. If you based your Christianity off of Torah, off right. of the first five books of the Bible, right. and you dedicate yourself to the Word of God, they will find no paganism in you. You're not standing there yeah. celebrating Odin, the Holly King, no. uh, on Christmas, no. and they say, well, look at you, your, your God's just like our God. He has a day on the 25th just like we have the day on the 25th. There's no confusion right. if you eliminate all those things that came out of the Catholic Easter, Christmas, all these things that came out of the Roman Catholic system to Constantine, you will see that we are separate Catholic and we are different and people would not be able to make that correlation anymore. Yes. The only reason they can is because we do have paganism just like Right, and it, and it reminds me of uh, our Halloween um, or Saruman one we just did, which was uh, yeah. saying we're, that God called us to be a peculiar people, different, right? set aside. We do a whole. We in a whole different lane than everybody. Well, else. you're supposed to be. Under the Roman Catholic system, you're in the same lane as the Sumerian 
fathers. I'm just, I'm just, my mind is blown up the fact that this man might have cast a spell. Here we are generations later. That's why I think it's demonic. Because it didn't just go away after 10 years after the guy. Like, a lot of religions, like, not all. You have some that permeate after somebody's death. But a lot of them, like, you know, David Koresh and these guys in, like, mm. Texas. Like, when they died, like, so did the cause. Like, <laughs> you know, but there are other ones. Um, you know, you have Jehovah's Witness, well, uh, Scientology, where were, stuff continues. That continue. doesn't mean that demonic things weren't involved, though. I'm saying when, when they continue, I believe it's because there's a demonic presence keeping it going. Not just some fool who tricks oh, people. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. it, it continues because there's a principality behind that thing pushing it forward. And he's yeah. bewitching people, yeah. so that person now has that spell, that demon yeah. under him, and then they just keep and continue. And the yeah. reason Roman Catholics can't get out of this and they don't notice it for themselves is because they believe that they're saved by traditions just as much as they're saved by Christ. Mm. It's the same to them. Yeah. So if they say, follow the Bible, because... We believe sola scriptura, which means only the Bible. That's what came out of the Protestant Reformation, only the Bible, because they were speaking against a Roman Catholic system that said the Bible and tradition. Mm -hmm. And because they lean to the traditions, they're leaning on Sumerian traditions, so it looks okay to them because it's a tradition. It was taught. My dad did it. His dad did it. And it just we just do that. That's what we do. But that's tradition, and they have to lean on it. But your tradition is rooted in, in, in paganism. And it yeah. needs to be exposed because this is root this is being trouble. the operative word. I'm just, I mean, and a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna go there like that. But it's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I am mesmerized and just taken back the fact that this man, like, was able to be with your whole people and and use sorcery and the simple fact that Peter straight up called him out that bitterness and I'm, I'm trying to then this whole time trying to put my thumb and finger on the reasons why Simon Magnus would want to a man who clearly knows that God Elohim is in the is is existing or whatever like you were saying like people thought of him as God or like um so he actually used sorcery it says in verse 9 actual witchcraft which I really don't know what that entails to do. I'm trying to figure out if he was well, a to man who knew God or not. He he did because they, the people of Samaria, you find again in the verse, they call him a man of God, big G. Yeah, it says, and to him they had regard. Okay, so, yeah. but this is why, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. Then Simon himself believed also. So bam. So there it is. You have a man right here. I don't know. It, it he understands here. that this movement that Yeshua started is powerful. And he grabs hold of it with his principles. Because you you see here Peter and John are going to Samaria because they heard people someone was preaching God. And then they get there and they find out he's not preaching God in the right way. He's preaching it through sorcery. He's preaching it through Sumerian principles. So they rebuke him because he's preaching it the wrong way. History then tells us he turns tail and does the same thing in Rome mm -hmm. that he did to Samaria. He bewitches the people of Rome and teaches them of the true God, but making himself to be of glory and making the Sumerian principles to shine through in the worship. This is where you start getting the principle of... Um, 
teaching a difference between old and new. This, this starts coming from, mm. from the Gnostics and all kinds of other things where people start saying, hey, we need to say that the Old Testament's different and done away with. And they did that because they couldn't lean on those principles because they were trying to create a new religion, a universal religion. So they just said, let's package it with the New Testament, cover it in all this other paganism, and make it our own thing, and then promote that. And that's what you have happening here. So, so Simon Magnus, Simon the Magician, was not had his heart in the right place. Yeah, he right. simply wanted to achieve greatness. And he was using the name of Yahweh to do it yeah. because he realized Yahweh was a, a true God. He's like, basically it's what Satan is. Because Satan, it, it says he didn't want to overthrow God. It said he wanted to be like God. That's what Satan wanted to do. He wanted to be like God. So the reason Hasatan wanted to be like God is because he knew I can't defeat him, but if I get them to worship me like him, I'm equal to that. Mm -hmm. So we have Simon Magnus saying, I can't beat this Yahweh. I can't beat this Yeshua. So I'm going to join them, but I'm going to join yeah. them in a way that gives me the power. And that's why he's like, mm -hmm. yo, I'll just pay for it. This dude's rich. Yeah, he's been I stealing people's money. He wants to give me the power so that I can continue so I my religion. I read above that it says that he believed. And then later on, you know, as everyone receives the Holy Ghost and, you know, those spirits flowing, everything's hunky-dory. He's like, yo, let me pay you. So, yeah. So I thought that the fact that it says that he believed that, okay... He just recognized that that was... That don't mean you're a good guy, I guess. If you believe... Just because you believe... The demons believe and oh. shudder, but they do not go to heaven, so... Well, I, I know a yeah. lot of people who could clearly, like... Uh, not a lot of people. I'm, I'm learning that there are people uh, that will completely know the rules. We understand it. We don't want to do it. You know what I mean? we just not going to do it. We're still going to be in our own way. Simon Magnus. But something ain't right about Simon. And Peter he's recognizing it. these Peter guys got power. It. Peter called And it. these guys are converting people. Yeah. I want to be able to I do that too just, to my religion. Yeah, though, I think to my he religion. just was into his own... Yeah. Uh, his own thing. And that was that, that, that bitterness. He really had a desire to... He liked this power, I think. He liked the people following him and... and, and and, and holding him in high regard. He wanted to start a universal yeah. religion that, that lifted him up. Yeah. Okay. And? See, thank you, because I just wanted to, to, over to, time, I have to connect things. The way my mind works, I have to connect things. I have to right. say why. Well, what? Well, this man was faced with Peter, and Peter talked to him. And, and over time. I think that he just wanted to do his own. Yeah. Uh, he liked the, the, the whole thing. And the reason there. Roman Catholics would say, hey, yeah. when we look back, we see Simon Peter. Yeah. They see Simon Pater, Simon Father. Pater was the a, a name of a pagan priest. It's like mm. the Sumerian priest. Mm -hmm. When you see Giannis, or Jonas, however you say it, he's most often Jonas Pater. So mm. his priests were called Paters, people that dedicated themselves to him. They were fathers. Fathers, yeah. So they he's see, and they look back, and they see Simon Pater. Yeah. They related to Simon Peter. And what's to say this dude didn't even go up there and say, yo, I'm Peter. Right. Because he recognized yeah. Peter was a dude with mm -hmm. the power. So yeah. he might have even gone up there, and this is just conjecture at this point. Yeah. But he might have even gone up there and be like, I'm Simon Peter. Yeah. And and preached his Sumerian would, religion to the people. I would not even be shocked at that. What I do know it's Peter called it, and it looked like he did not get out of his bitterness and bond of wickedness. And he brought other people into that same poison. Yeah, a lot of people. But that's so exactly what Peter prophesied. One, but what should Catholics do? And he never even said it. These people, anybody who does hear this and understands and does it. the research and and does and reads 
um, the book titles that you gave and the historical facts that you gave and the scriptures that you gave here and they understand that Catholicism is rooted in witchcraft and, and Sumerian, it's a Sumerian religion and, and, and gods uh, that are un, not God you know it's not what you think it is besides all the many other clues that are around so what then should a Catholic person do a, a Catholic person should um, look this up for yourself study to show right. yourself it's proved and make yourself wise as a serpent look at the facts for yourself mm-hmm. and stick to your Bible don't look at tradition. Just put it out of your mind. Let's say I'm wrong and tradition's the right thing and Catholicism is right this whole time. Roman Catholicism is right this whole time. Let's say that that happens. Put it out of your mind for a minute and read the scriptures for so what they are. you're not saying don't go to... You're not saying... I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm figure out why you wouldn't say not go to your church Because anymore. if you study the true word of God, you'll see the flaws in your Catholic church. Yeah, I agree with that. The you will see the flaws. Will... The Bible is still true. So, okay. Read Yeshua is still the king on high. Right. Elohim, my, Yahweh, my Elohim is still oh, the most yeah. high, almighty God. That has not changed. But you need to get yourself out from the umbrella of Samaritanism. Get yourself mm. out from the curse of Jonas. Oh, Go read the Bible and find it. And and I don't need the, the, the Rauk HaKodesh. The Holy Spirit will provide you the increase. And I pray that yes. anyone listening to this feels that in flocks of the Holy Spirit, yeah. does the research, and gets converted to the truth of the Bible, which is we follow Torah, we follow Yeshua, we believe the whole word of God. Yeshua said, if you love me, follow my commandments, and thus we do so. And his commandments are not to be celibate. His commandments are not to have a mother of God. Those aren't in the Bible. They're not there if you look. They're not there. And the reason I had to go to history in the first place is because I was looking through my Bible to find where Simon Peter was the first pope. And all I find is is Yeshua saying, not, I'm going to help you loosen bind things. Not, I'm, I mean, I just want to say this one last thing. Having met this one man in this one little part of this one little of the Bible, this one little part of the Bible in Acts, I would not even be shocked if he did say I'm Peter. I really, yeah. I really really wouldn't i mean we talking about a man on a mission witches ain't no joke they are on a mission period. yeah that's the bitterness they got they, they gotta continue to put out their mess on other people because of their own wickedness inside them so i wouldn't be surprised but yeah this is a situation but i mean i was blown lord away will, because it wasn't the spirit what i was of the for. Lord will, will call out yeah the, the spirit of the lord led the, the the holy spirit led me to this this is not was not my intent well, i'll say we'll, we'll lead everyone yeah and i pray that everyone hearing this i don't have anything else truth. yeah uh, and uh i pray that everyone hearing this receives the the rauk hakodesh the holy spirit and that that Amen. holy spirit moves them and shows them the yeah. truth this does not mean burn all roman catholic churches to the ground it doesn't mean ostracize your friends it simply means no. we're pointing out facts that lead to the truth mm-hmm. and the truth is that roman catholicism is based in samaritan principles mm-hmm. and we must return to the true word of god mm-hmm. and the true word of god only and if you think i'm wrong show me in the bible show me in a historic event and prove me wrong and let's open this discussion we love you we thank you so much for yes. listening this is Uh, A little bit longer than most of our episodes, but it had a lot of facts wrapped up in it and a lot of things to discuss. We thank you for stopping by. Please tune in for other episodes. Uh, We mentioned our Halloween episode, uh, Salman episode. 
Uh, check that out as well. We're on Facebook at The Art Being. We're on Twitter at The Real Art Being. You can email us at theartofbeing at gmail.com, except in the being, it's uh, three where the E should be. So The Art of Being with a three for the E at gmail.com. Please email us. We would love to advertise for your church. Uh, we would love to advertise for your business. Uh, please let us know if you're interested and also hit us up on patreon.com slash the art of being and you can donate to this ministry to help keep us in business and help keep us going. We thank you so much for listening to this long episode and sticking with us. With us. We pray that the truth blesses you and that the Holy Spirit moves your life towards the realism of the truth behind the, the enemy of this world who is trying to mm. deceive us. Because it talks about in the Bible of Revelations that even some of the elect will be deceived. deceived. So if you're under the Roman Catholic Church, you are deceived. And you, that doesn't, but listen, that doesn't mean you're not elect. Come on over, read the Bible, let's get into the scriptures, and let's get into the walk of, with Yeshua until we see him in glory. And always remember to practice love in all that you do. That's and right. say to one another. We love you guys and we're so excited Thank that you. you came here. We look forward to hearing from you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.